Not the boys. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back. Hello, hello. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And this is the Now the Boys podcast. Yes. It's good to be here. Really good. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute, but we're tied down at the moment. Lockdown. One might actually, um, one might use that. That term as, as we live in beautiful Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We've been very lucky with the weather. We have. It's been gorgeous. <laughs> it's been gorgeous. Can't complain. For the first few days of, of winter, mm-hmm. it's been nice and sunny. How's your um, corona experience been this time around? This time around, it's different. Different? Yeah, real different because I'm out of home. I missed the five-day snap lockdown in like the summer right? as well. I escaped that, luckily. Um, But yeah, I I had a big exam. And now that that's done, it's just like Mm. I'm legitimately at home doing nothing. Yeah. Thank God they've got the... The funding coming in now. Yeah. Because your boy is a poor. Mm, yeah, my lockdown has been a bit different too. It's yeah. Hitting, hitting a bit harder this time, I think. I'm getting Talk a bit, to me. Getting a bit stir crazy this time around. Last last year, I was feeling feeling okay with it. I had a lot of things to do, but now like everything's quite anxiety provoking. And the fact that I can't go and chill and hang out is driving me nuts. We were hanging out hard. We weren't really hanging out. We were going out. Yes, exactly. We, so. we were on a vibe. We were on a... We're steamrolling through. Absolutely, and it's been cut off. You know, it's hard to um, adapt. Yeah, but it's okay to struggle with these adaptations. Yeah. Which I think is a perfect segue. Absolutely. Into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, And that's change. What it is, how do we deal with it, Mm. difficulties such Mm. as this big change that we're both experiencing now along with everyone in in Melbourne. Yeah, I I find it interesting how like every single person changes in so many different ways. And no one speaks about it. It's not a topical thing. Never. Why? <laughs> well, we're here to do, we're here to break that yeah, curse. We wanted to talk about change today. Um, so, to you, what what's change? It's a big question. Um, well, there's two types of change. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. There's there's a, there's a there's a qualitative change, which is like um, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. And there's another type of change, which is like, this is, this is my uni coming into play right now. It's continuous, which is like um, a tree growing. Evolutionary. It's, yeah, well, it's the same thing, but it's just a bit bigger, you know? So I think there are both quantitative and qualitative changes that we go through. Um, and it's hard to, to manage that. I think qualitative ones, where you're actually like changing really who you think you are or like physically into something else um, or the dynamic of something completely is very difficult to, mm. to navigate. I think to make it easier to understand, let's get rid of quantitative and qualitative. Okay. Yeah, not everyone studies science like us. Um, so qualitative change in your life. Well, yeah. what's, an ex- what's an example of a qualitative change? At the moment, I've um, recently been feeling my emotions a lot more. Like mm-hmm. in the past like five years, been pretty cut off to them mm-hmm. and having them back is a completely different experience, which I think is, yeah, it's been very difficult to adapt to that um, because I've had to like learn um, almost like new controllers for a new game, you know, like learn how to play. Like I don't really know how to deal with a lot of them, especially because they've all been, they're all like rushing in now. You've gone from, from Xbox to PS4. I never played Xbox, bro. I went from... I'm saying that's the example. Bro. Sorry, you're right. You're correct. You know, yes. your new controllers, the, the, the X is no longer an X. It's yeah. A, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it interesting actually how you're an Xbox guy and I'm a PS4 guy. I used to be PS4. 
sorry, PS3. Yeah, Play- and then I made the PlayStation, PlayStation, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, a qualitative is more, I guess, qualitative is more of like an intuitive, emotional, internal change uh, where you're seeing change in the quality of who you are. And a quantitative is something that's more tangible, I guess, and other mm. people might be able to see. Yeah. So like uh, physical changes or... Even, I guess, stress can be physically seen and anxiety can be physically seen. So, that kind of change. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to help everyone understand what the difference between qualitative and quantitative. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's change in all aspects of life as well. We've got relationships, your your own physical body. Yeah. You've got work. Mm -hmm. What else? Family dynamic change is is a thing which I'm going through at the moment, which is interesting. Um, World changes. You know, a lot of world changes. Yeah, aging. You said physical self. Yeah, um, and just yeah, your relationship to your, to your own self. So we're pretty much covering every single part of life. Yet, well, yeah, change isn't spoken about. Absolutely, enough. it's not. Right. We talk about social change and social justice, but we never yeah. talk about individual change and and what that does to a person and how hard it can be. Yeah, it's very, excuse me, very difficult. Like, and it happens to everybody, and no one talks about it. Everyone's expected to like go it alone it's just part um, of life you should be ready for change yeah there's no community to help us out typically unless you ask for it and some people don't ask for it it's scary to ask it's scary to ask you know maybe we've learned that asking wasn't a good thing to do in the past we don't do it anymore who knows um so yeah we're going to talk about we're going to talk about change yeah and i think the reason we're talking about this is we're both going through quite a bit of change um i myself just had my big i guess entrance exam finishing uni mm. So I'm going from a student to there's a period where I'm not able to be an osteopath, which is what I'm going to be qualified in mm. until I get registered. So I'm going to sort of just be in this limbo area of nothing. Mm. And then I'm going to be a professional responsible for people's mm. health. And um, I've got all of these duties and, and stuff. And then what are my after hours? Mm. So what are you, what are you concerned about? with that change like because you can foresee the change like that's a that's a big i I can see the change um i couldn't see the change being i wasn't afraid of the change previously yeah because it was so far away and i was like yeah future me will deal with it but now it's me and it's like i'm not gonna have like assignments to keep me responsible for doing my work on time right um i'm not gonna have someone saying hey have you read this yet Mm. have you watched this lecture yet mm. I, like the the student mentality and i think my uni had a very big team mentality especially with my uni mates i was really lucky for that mm-hmm. we'd push each other so i guess it's going to be changing to like making new friends at my workplace and hopefully they'll be able to push me because i do i do feel like i need that sometimes yeah but i've got to be more i guess i gotta be more on top of myself and more accountable for my own actions right um and then there's things like in this month to two months where I'm going to be, especially now, we've got like this seven days extra lockdown where mm. I've legitimately got nothing to keep me men- mentally stimulated. That's a right. big change from going right. to intense exam study to nothingness. Yeah. Like, sure. It's a big change. Well, what do I do? Mm. And it's like, that's boring, mm. you know, thinking about doing nothing and scary as well. Like, what if, like, what can I do? Well, do you do you often prepare for change if you know it's happening? If you know it's going to come? I've never had change this big. Okay. In this context. In this context, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a substantial change. Like, when I left, uh, finished school, I knew that I was taking a gap year and then I'd be going to uni. Like, that was my plan. Right. Now there's no... Like, that. 
it, it's just going to go as a, and yeah. it's going to come as it comes. It's so like kind of like out of control now. It's out of control. That's a good point to bring up. I think this lack of control with the change. It's like, okay, what the fuck do I do? Like, I have no reins on this. This is going to take me wherever we go. It's, it's the unknown. Yeah. I'm walking into the unknown at the moment. Which is why I think it's very scary, you know, and that's why people don't like it. Yeah. I know I don't like it. Yeah. But I try to enjoy it, but yeah. What change are you going through? <sighs> yeah, like I was saying, just the emotional change. Um, my, and like relationship to my, to my body um, in terms of like feeling, yeah, just feeling things really, like listening to what my body is telling me because like I feel like, emotions are like how your body speaks to you almost to like actual scenarios because the mind and the body are really interrelated i don't know if you guys have listened to any of the other (laughs) podcasts but this is a recurrent theme (laughs) yeah well like learning that relationship is like a big change and and learning how to deal with that has been very difficult but i think having good support systems is very helpful for that um so there's definitely emotional change Mm. um definitely going through that family changes as well which is kind of like almost planned because like with the new emotional stuff i'm kind of like trying to deal with it because it's all familial most of it at least um and actively trying to change things which is difficult because it's not only on you you have to ask other people to change with you which people are not a big thing it's a big thing and people aren't likely to do that unless they do love you you know they want to change with you or at least help you with your change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's also, so that's dealing with the fear of asking, but also having to get the courage to, to take it on yourself as mm. well. Like you're, you're leading that change. Yeah, exactly. And it feels very unfamiliar. Cause like, it's again, like you said, it's the unknown. It's like, okay, I actually don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to feel what's right. Listen to the intuition part, which I think is a really good guide in this unknown, you know, listening to what your body is telling you to do. Like, what do you feel is right to do in the situation? And it can be really hard. Like when you feel like something might not be right or it's a bit scary to just want to back off and just put it to the side and not deal with it. Oh yeah. I think that's what a lot of us do when we encounter any sort of, have you done that before? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, was your, what was your experience with that? Like? Um, well, it was with the past, partner of mine Mm. um i could see that i was becoming more anxious and stuff and and changing in ways and i had a couple people tell me that am i changing for who i want to be or to meet someone else's standards and i didn't want to accept that and i think deep down i knew that it was real and and that that it was true so i just push it aside and then Mm. i held on to it for so long that i just broke i Mm. i just caved in luckily i was able to deal with that end result and make the right choices for myself and and step back from that and move forward um so the the break though like it was it was kind of like the time the situation was moving along and you were holding back you were like pulling back like no no no, i'm not ready for that yet i'm not gonna let go and it was pulling more and more and it was like you were trying so hard to pull back but you can't yeah you can't control it. I couldn't control the change that was happening. And so when you let go, what was that like? So many tears. Yeah. Oh my God. It was the most incredible like, experience ever. Walking along the beach, yeah. fully sat down, looking out at the ocean, just bawling my eyes Was out. it like relief? Was that the experience? Un- it was 
I was sad because yeah. I let myself get into that position. Right. I was relieved that I was able to just start letting go and mm. start moving forward. Um, but it was a it was a much needed and eye opening experience, and it was like one of the first few times when in my life when I've said, "It's not bad to be sad. Mm. Let's sit in this. Mm. Let's be sad Fuck to it, move dude. forward." Nice. There must have been like a lot of grief with that, though. Like, just saying goodbye to a very long term relationship. Like, it's a chapter of your life. <laughs> it's you interesting know? that you think it's that relationship. Think more recent. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so okay. I'm still sort of dealing with that grief. Right. We, we were talking about it earlier. I'm okay, still dealing okay, with that grief. Right. I still get these emotions and stuff and okay. like and feelings, but that's just the. Yeah, I didn't realize that that impacted you so hard. Yeah. Wow. Because I wanted something. I was really into it and it didn't go the way I wanted it as well. It's like one of the mm. first few times in my life when I really didn't have what I wanted. Okay. Well, yeah, that's I'm very lucky to have that position, but. So, like expectations and hoping something's going to go to plan and then change happening and not going to plan mm-hmm. and throwing off all the, the plans that we had and then being like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah. That was big, like accepting that. It just, just moving forward from that has been a big challenge as have well. You, have you dealt with death before? Not like on a personal, personal level. Mm. Like I lost my great grandmother when I was what, 16. I didn't have the closest relationship yeah, with her. Yeah, great grandparents. Um, so, but I have dealt with grief with animals. Yes, me too, actually. We can talk that's, about that. That's, that's tough. And that's change that I was not ready for. Well, what is, yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. What is that change? What, what is that difference in your life that that animal had with you? I lost my best friend. Yeah. I lost two of them. Mm. One of them, so this was Hamish, my baby. <laughs> um, he, I came home one day. Like he was sick. We'd taken him to the vet. We chose not to get the surgery because it was quite expensive. And sure. We chucked him on antibiotics. And then one day I came home and he was just like hiding, like surrounded by his own vomit. And I was uh. like, oh no, he's isolated himself. He's left the pack to go die on his own. And I'm oh, like, oh my God. No, 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 no. I was like fully like nuts. Like pick him up. I put him on my car. I drive straight to the vet. I call mom. I call my brother. My sister was in Israel at the time. And I was just like, I'm I'm paying for the surgery. He's going in. Turns out he had stomach cancer. And it's like when me and my brother met me at the vet, when we said goodbye to him to go into the surgery, that was the last time we saw him alive. And it just wasn't, he was young. He was only nine. And I wasn't ready for that change. Luckily, I was, luckily or unluckily, I was leaving the country like two days later Mm. or the day later. And then I came home like a month later and I was like, my house is empty. I don't have someone greeting me when I get home. So that was a big change. It was a big change. It was a big part of my life missing where I'm at home, where I'm most comfortable. And I didn't have my my comfort buddy Mm. as well. So that, that, that's what was hard about the change. I wasn't ready. So it's like a difference in what you expect. Yeah. And what you're used to. Yeah. I guess that is change. You, you, you're altering what you're... Used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's... Yeah. And I think that leads into, I guess, why it's, why it's stressful and why we're scared. Mm. Because when you're used to something, you know what to expect. You've got your plan. You know what to do. Um, and when you don't know what to do, you can feel lost mm-hmm. and no one likes being lost. Have you ever, have you ever felt like lost in a situation? <laughs> <laughs> or 
all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when. Well, I think, yeah, I think we're we're programmed to to be lost. Like there there are times where we're going to be lost, and that's why we have anxiety because there's good anxiety, which is called eustress, I think, and there's distress. Anyway, um, sorry, I'm just like flexing. I have exams soon, so I'm just trying to get my knowledge up. He's gonna kill them as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's good stress and there's bad stress. So good stress is like thinking, okay, what what are the good options here? You know, like and not tying reality to that happening. You know, because when you start tying reality to things that haven't happened yet, that's anxiety. Because you start living that experience and it's not real yet. And then when the change happens, it's like, okay, that's not what I expected at all. I don't know what to do right now. You've prepared for the wrong situation. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That's. Yeah, it's a terrible experience. Um, when have I felt lost? I think I think a big change one was that was big for me, absolutely, was just going out of school. Going out of school was a big change because I didn't really know what I wanted yet. And everyone around me was like knowing what they wanted. Everyone seemed pretty determined, knowing what they wanted to do. And I was asking everyone what to do, you know? I was like, okay, how do I deal with this? How do I change? Like, help me change. And they gave me advice and I did what they thought was correct for me to change. Um, so rather than listening to their suggestions and making what you sh- what you wanted of it, you mm. just took their advice straight as it was. Absolutely. Like God's word I did almost. what they would do, right? And that didn't work out for me. And then... Really scary for like individuality as well. Like, of course. Especially like when you don't have the tools to know what to do yet at like 18. And then, yeah, I started a degree and did six months of it and then I dropped out. And then I went... And went to the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, which is also why we didn't go fucking traveling through Europe together. Yeah, you'll always I will never me. forgive you. <laughs> Just imagine you and me hitting up Europe. I understand. I understand. Well, we'll do it one day. We will. Um, that's going to be wild. But I think I think that's a good thing to keep in mind is that like if you are in change, I, I forced myself into an environment where I could be free and I didn't have to think at all and I could just be. When know? were you free? When I was away, when I went traveling, that was when I was away. And you know, you know, you don't have plans. You just live in the moment. Would you say you removed yourself from those people who were giving you the advice, which you had asked for, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't go your way. Mm. So it was almost like remove myself from these people who I've asked for advice and I might've made the wrong decision with that. And let's see if I can just make up my own decisions. Can you, can you repeat that please? Sorry. Can you give me some... Uh, can you use that word in a sentence? <laughs> um, so you ask people for advice. Yes. Um, and it didn't necessarily work out the way that you wanted. Yes. Um, and you were hit with, I guess, more stress or anxiety about not knowing, I guess, where which direction you wanted to go rather than you knew where you didn't want to go. Yeah. So going to the Philippines, mm. to this free area mm. where your mind could run free... Mm-hmm. Could have been because, or was it because you didn't have these people giving you advice anymore? You'd removed yourself from that area where you were getting so much advice. I think, yeah, that's a very, that's a very good thing. As in like in the environment of home, like Melbourne, um, you build up all these ideas about what your life is going to be like. And so if you change the environment, absolutely, like you completely change the environment, you have no idea what's going on anymore. You have no expectations of what's going to happen anymore. And all I could do in that situation was give into it. You know, I didn't have a choice. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to give into it. And it was the best thing in the world because that's really when I learned to give in. 
to that and be okay with whatever was going on and be like, all right, I actually don't know what's going on. What was the the chain of, I guess, primary or key emotions that Mm. you think took you from being in the wrong place to making the decision to drop out of that course and then to go away and then coming back with, I think, maybe a better idea of what you wanted? I think the initial was just confusion, not knowing what to do, wanting to get guidance. And so I listened to people's guidance, family that I trusted, um, doing that, trying that out. Um, then feeling complete repulsion, almost like disgust with what I was doing, um, knew that it wasn't for me. Um, then there was a bit of resentment. Like, how could you, the person that I trusted, give me this advice? You know, like, how could you do this? Um, and then I think I stopped, yeah, I'd stopped listening a lot. Um, and then just kind of listened to friends more actually, um, and after that, I just started doing things on my own. Um, and what did I feel then? Yeah, I just felt liberated. That's a, Yeah, I just felt absolutely free. It was just like the expectations of other people. Um, mm-hmm. un- unchain the shackles and then able to embrace my change because nothing was holding me back anymore. I was like, you know. I think it's really good that the way you've taken us through that experience. So you were in a position of discomfort, mm-hmm. not knowing where you wanted to go. So you, you grew the the balls to ask people for help, which mm. is really hard. Mm. Um, you took advice. It didn't go your way. And sometimes that can be embarrassing. It can mm. be upsetting. It can be infuriating. It can bring out all of these emotions. Mm. For you, it was resentment towards a person who had given you that advice. Mm. But then you were able to overcome that. You, you, you felt those emotions. You moved forward. And you ended up in that positive space. So you took those hard steps, mm-hmm. which I think we should really emphasize to mm-hmm. our to our audience that if you really want to experience positive change mm-hmm. or if you're lost in a transition, sometimes it is going to take the harder things to do. Oh yeah. And and asking for help through that yeah. really is okay. I think it's I think, yeah, the big thing that came through that as well is that it's important to mention I didn't know what I was doing when I came back either. I just knew that this is what I liked. I was like, okay, I like something in this area. I don't know what I wanted to do yet still, but I was kind of following a little bit about my intuition was saying, right? Um, Loosely. And yeah, only then did I kind of like kind of hone in and just doing it by feel again. Like that's, I think that's how to get through these hard changes um, is just doing it by feel because you're you're blind, right? And there's, there's there is something in you. There's almost like this compass in you telling you mm. what, pulling you, attracting you to certain areas. And it's like if you listen to that, it can guide you through that stuff. Yeah, awesome. So we've spoken about sort of what we've gone through and the challenges, the I guess the change that we've experienced and what was tough and the emotions that we felt. Um, and I think it's 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 important to say that we're still changing and we're still experiencing difficulties. Um, and, and it's, I'm bold, <laughs> balding, balding. Yeah. He's chosen the bold life I'm because shamed. that was a change. That was a physical change that you yes. had no control over. Well, that's an interesting thing as well. Actually, it's a great, it's a great actually example. Like my hair's for, like starting to thin at the front, right? And still so beautiful. Well, now it looks great, yeah. But at the time, it was making me feel really insecure. I was like, I don't want to fix my hair and always think about it. Like if I'm walking down the street and like the wind brushes it the wrong way, I have to worry that my scalp is going to be visible. It's like, fuck this. Um, and then one day my friend was like, just fucking shave it. 
And I was like, all right, let's do that. And just embracing it again, you know, like this is who I am now. And I feel great. I don't have to worry about hair anymore. My God. So good, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got a good head of hair, my friend. Um, yeah, physical uh, physical change is a scary one as well. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up. Oh, yeah. Growing up, you go through so many physical changes. We all know that. Everyone was growing. Mm. I didn't. <laughs> I just didn't. And like, I knew I was going to be short. My dad short, my mom short, my brother short. Like, I knew I was going to be short. I didn't know I was going to be this short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, I think the biggest point where I saw my insecurity in that mm. was people would be like, oh, do you want to trade shoes or something? And I'd be like, yeah, what size are you? And they'd say like a size, it's like two sizes too big. And it would just like kill me. Yeah. And so then I started wearing shoes that were like a size too big, hoping that my yeah. feet would just like grow into it. Yeah. Um, they didn't. <laughs> um, so that was a physical change. Like where I was like, what do I do? Do you know what's interesting? To go off topic a little bit with physical change. I think like when you got your first pube, <laughs> how did you how did you feel when you got your first pube i don't remember fuck you were hairy since you were like five I'm right so hairy man i remember i was like 12 or 11 and saw my first curly and i was like oh, whoa and i remember like being, remember getting nipple hair i was like i don't remember that actually but i remember getting my first pube. i was very interested i was very curious i was like wow like i'm becoming an adult now i'm growing this is great why did i think that why did I think it was a good change? So there are, I think there are good and bad changes and ones that we expect. To, well, I think I mean? that's the difference between good and bad. I think you associate good change with something that you're expecting. Oh, well, that might You're expecting to like grow, to, to like get older. And like sure. as a child, you're excited to be like an adult or like at least a, a teenager. Okay. Because they have so much fun. And it's well, like that's, a, that's the important bit. What... What is connotated to the experience? Because I think, like, we're expecting to die. That's we don't want that, though. You know, we're not excited to die. I'm definitely not excited. You know what I mean? I'm definitely not excited to die. Yeah. Um, but there are certain things which we can look forward to. Certain changes we can look forward to, like I don't know, yeah, like getting a job, getting a house, like settling th- down, or whatever. I like, think it like comes that. down to perspective. Like, I th- mm. if if you see a cha- an unexpected change, right? Initially, you're going to be like, no, mm. no. Mm. Like, you'll just want to do everything to prevent that. What if you're pleasantly surprised? Okay, yeah, <laughs> you can be pleasantly surprised. But that's, again, perspective. You've obviously yeah. got a more optimistic view mm. of unexpected change. Mm. Um, but if you can change your perspective of this of this experience, then I think you can turn it into good change. Yeah. So, like... For example, my dog, right? Lost mm-hmm. him early. Worst change ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not ready to not have... I can't... I came back and there was no dog in my house. Mm. So, what I do? I started puppy shopping. Mm. Which is by far the best shopping you can do if you're <laughs> bored. If you're lo- thinking, just start searching up puppies. Yeah. It's the most joyful experience of your life. Mm. Um, and I waited for my sister to get home before I started really looking from Israel. And then she was home for like a few days. And I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go on a two and a half hour drive to go look at this puppy. Y'all can come if you want. Yeah. I'm just going to look. Yeah. I had every intention of bringing um, Archie home. Wow. You knew. I knew. I knew Archie was coming home. He was delicious. And that is now a good change. Yeah. I lost Hamish and I miss him. Well, you had a good comparison as well to that experience. You know, you're like, all right, I'm getting a dog. I know that a dog is a good thing. And I'm bringing this change into my life. Yeah. 
So I think past experiences of similar changes are definitely important. It got me back to what I was used to. Mm. So I guess I didn't... I had a change. I wasn't ready to deal with that change. Mm -hmm. So I actually reverted myself. I didn't... I didn't... I wouldn't say reverted. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't revert, but I didn't... You filled it in. I filled in a gap that was missing. Yeah. You filled in like a habit, a habitual thing that you just to that come was home gone. And shmush my dog. Yeah, because we shmush. like we like habits. We do like habits. We like routine. But in in like I remember when my dog died, very hard day. I won't go into details, but it was a very difficult day. And so sad. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, and I remember Leroy, my other dog, um, was really upset about it, and then he started sleeping with me like they used to sleep together outside and then i was like no i can sleep with you now like we're gonna hang out together so you can kind of help each other through change um and work with one another to kind of get through it yeah to do it together because like humans are meant to do it together we're not meant to do it alone like we're tribal absolutely we're tribal you know like if you think about it Again, let's go back to evolution. We love evolution. We do. If you're changing environments, that could kill you. You know, you know, you don't know what's coming in your you environment. Do not, you do not leave the pack alone. Not even that. Even if the pack is changing, as in like, there might be a crocodile or a tiger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going to be in the new habitat. Um, and that's scary as fuck. And your brain's like, no, no, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But there's like solidarity in numbers, you know, like if you're with people. You can rely on them and lean on them um, and they can lean on you when when necessary. I think that's a really good way for to explain why people might feel like, especially in puberty, when you're developing faster or slower than other people, Okay, you're changing without your pack, right? Mm. I started growing chest hair very early, right? right? I had a hairy chest. Everyone was like, oh my God, you're so hairy. Mm. But in my head, I was like, why aren't you guys changing? Right. And it was weird. Okay, so how is I it, was like isolated. How is it leading that situation? Leading the change? Knowing that what people were going to experience? What was that like? Well, because it's like a simple change. Like it's not like people were scared. Mm. But people would ask me questions. I can't give you examples of them. But I okay. remember people asking me questions oh, really? about it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. They're like, like, what do you do with it? And I was like, it's just on my chest. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with my chest yeah. hair? People would ask, like, do I shave it and stuff? And I was like, no. Yeah. Did wax it a few times. Oh, the pain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when you change differently or in a, at a different rate or alone, yes. it becomes a more difficult experience. Well, I th- yeah, I think change is, especially when we're like now-ish around this time, everyone's changing at different rates. People are, Especially because we're going through mostly emotional and that. Well, and job occupational changes, you know, people moving out of their homes. You mm. kind of feel like, oh, I want to keep up with the changes that are happening. I want to be able to share that experience with them. Um, and then there's pressure to change and you force the change. Yeah. And that can increase your stress. Because you're not ready for it, mm. you know? It's like, come on. It's like before you were saying how the change was moving ahead of you and you were pulling it back. It's like, all right, now I'm getting ahead of the change. I'm trying to pull it forward and it's not ready yet. You know, it's not ready. It's like eating a fucking unripe apple or an unripe banana. Like it's not ready yet. Apples are incredible. (laughs) 
can I just say how incredible I was speaking speaking to someone about this. He was talking Fuck. about like the actual essence of an apple. This yeah. is so off topic. Yeah, let's do it. Let's but it. apple trees, yeah, are when they're when app when the apples aren't ripe on the tree, there's no smell from the tree. Mm. So you're not drawn to the tree. Mm. The tree doesn't want you to eat its its fruits, mm-hmm. right? Then when it's ready, it produces a smell and okay. we want to go and taste it. When an apple is not ripe, it's a different color. And then when it's ripe, it changes to the ripe color. When it's off, it changes again, yeah. right? Yeah. It's telling you when to eat it. Then when you go to pick an unripe apple, you're going to you're gonna tug it and it's going to like, it's not going to want to come with you. Wow. It's like, I'm not ready yet. Don't oh take God. me. Wow. But then when it's ripe, it'll just come off ben, really easy. a beautiful analogy. Right. It'll just, it'll be <laughs> like, hey, I'm ready to come with you. Yeah. And it's also got its own self-protective mechanisms where it's, seeds are wrapped in something that we can't digest we can't destroy so we are going to poop it out and then fertilize the ground and reproduce these apples it doesn't really have much to do with change but Mm -mm. apples are incredible i completely disagree that was a beautiful analogy like the fact that okay the apple's unripe right you want to go pick the apple like the example i was saying before you want the change to happen but it's not ready yet the tree's still growing right you're forcing a tree to grow it can't grow it's not it's not up to you right you're forcing it and it's like nah, not yet maddie you know you're not getting this um so you can force it but there's, it's going to be pullback it's not going to work and then if you get it off you're going to have a bad experience eating it exactly it's not going to okay. it's not going to be ripe you'll be ripe for the experience and if you come too late if you're like oh i don't want to check the apple tree yet i'm not ready for that and then when you get there there's going to be decaying beautiful old fruit on the ground you know like you missed your opportunity mm. um to change like so if you see change happening fucking jump in like get it get those ripe juicy jazz apples yeah yum we're not saying it's always going to be that much of a pleasant experience no but like but sometimes it is and boy is that fun oh yeah because then you learn it's like okay this didn't meet what i thought was true about the world it's like okay um i can change how i see the world now mm. which is not an easy thing to do and you know who does it? Who, the the group of people who don't know how to like here we go uh oh change their view uh oh it's parents it's these old people these they they like they hate change the generational they are so set in their ways yeah and it's so frustrating because I feel like we are blessed with this we're we're young we are at a very developmental stage emotionally and like we're flexible. We are flexible. Mm. They are so rigid in their ways. You give mm. them one opinion and they're just like, no. Yeah. Well, it's- I've lived this way and this way has got me here. No other way is right. Well, that's a fair thing to say. They're like, what do we know about change? You know, they've lived their whole lives through a lot of shit. And now that things are going nicely, they're like, I don't want to fucking change. Like things are going well right now. You know what I mean? But it's like they forget the change that they experience. It's not like they didn't yeah. have these thoughts. Yeah, I think... It's like they lose their ability to see what it was like. I think with our parents specifically, because they were immigrants um, and they had a rough upbringing, that the change was forced upon them. So their past experience of change was very negative. It was dangerous. They had to change to escape, you know, for their lives. Um, and then they had to come here, another change, you know, be forced into a new culture, change, forced adaptation, right? And they made it, but now they don't want to change. Now that they're here, like they're, they're like, I've done enough changing, right? Whereas us, it's almost like there's this innate thing to want to change. It's like, okay, let's change things. Let's make it different because it's not suiting us anymore. What do you mean? Like we have different ideas, different ideologies of, why, of how the world should work now. And we want 
it to change, right? And the people who are in power can't change, don't want it to change because they work so hard to get it like this. But now we're unhappy with how it is. But they are, they're, they're okay with it. And they don't want it to change. But we want it to change. And they don't want it. We want it, you know. So it's pretty much always going to be, are you saying it's going to happen between every generation or it's just strictly like this generation, the difference that we've got? Well, there's two, there's, there's change which is out of our control and there's change which is in your control. And you can try and push change. But until, again, if they're not ripe for it, then they're not going to pull off nicely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think what what I find hard to understand is so our parents, obviously, at some point in their life, they were ripe for change. And they did change. Mm-hmm. And they went through experiences. But you said, as you said, like it can be a continuum. Mm. Why did they stop? Because it was too hard, maybe. We're not asking a lot of... Like, I'm going to give our parents reason. We don't ask for a lot of change. Mm. We just ask for at least, at the very least, an open mind. Right. To just hear the thoughts that we're saying. To just think in just slightly mm. the way that we think. And it is so hard to get that out of them. Well, it's like cemented. Their, their biology is like cemented at that point. Like, there have been decades of just the same action, the same habits. Anything different to that is very challenging for them. And so something's happened in their life where they've said, all right, I'm done. My continuum is kaput. It could be a biological thing at a certain point. Like their, their I don't brain want to get that. I don't, want, I don't want that. Hold well, me accountable. Well, when I we're think old. It's an active thing. I think that's, that's, a, that's something that, which is a lifestyle choice that a person can make. It's like every time change happens, I'm going to actively walk into it. Right. Whereas some people don't want that, which is fine. But with the older generations, I think whether they like it or not, if the change is happening and they're pulling back, it's going to break them. There will be a breaking point and people aren't going to like it, (laughs) but it's going to happen. And that's with everything. You can either force the change. You can jump into the change or you can pull back from the change, but it's still going to happen. It's out of our control. And I think the best thing to do is go with, go with it, obviously, even though that's very difficult because we don't know what we're doing and it's scary but just having faith and trusting. So moving forward, as we get older and we want to change less, we we are going to have to remind ourselves to go with the flow. Do you want to change less? I love the rate that I'm at. Yeah. I am so malleable. Yeah. Like people, when I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. Nice. Because like... Fine, I'm gonna look into it a bit more. Mm. If I've said something that's pissed some, some pissed someone off, like, yeah. okay, why does it piss them off? Yeah. Tell me why I'm upsetting you. Yeah. Let me hear you out, and maybe my my mind will be changed that's because it. I haven't seen a perspective. It's a beautiful quality, and I think that a lot of the older generation just do not have that ability anymore. Mm. So we can't let each other lose that. Okay. Don't let your mates lose that either, guys. Because that's I think, I think that's a big downfall. And it stops the progression. Like we're seeing it at the moment. It stops the progression of society when you've just got young kids who want to be active and mm. want their voices to be heard. But these older people who have said like, no, mm. we like it this way. Mm. They just shove those people down in their opinions. And also the way some people go about it, it's just like, you're not even hearing me out. You're just saying no for the sake of saying no. Mm. You don't well, want to you... change. Well, this is an interesting thing for the younger generation to actually think about. Is it like... Can we plant the seeds of change? 
there's a good Sopranos episode where they talk about it. <laughs> I think it's in an earlier season. Um, where, um, spoiler alert, Tony wants, um, what's his uncle's name? Oh my God. Junior. He wants Junior to kind of do something. And so what he does is Tony kind of like actively puts the idea in his head and get, makes it like Junior is responsible for this good thing that's happening so that he can take control of it. Um, and so planting the idea that something good is going to happen and that that person's in control of it, even though it's new change and it might benefit us, giving them the power, the older people, because they want good things to happen. They want their life to be easier, right? So we can offer things which are good or put it in a good light and let them nurture it a bit. Or if that's with anyone, really, not just necessarily old people, but anyone who doesn't want to change. If you kind of plant the idea in their head and then feed it every so often... Give it a little water. Yeah. Like a lemon tree. Every once in a while you go out the back. Yeah, take you know. Piss. Take a piss on it. <laughs> Pee on a lemon tree a little bit. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Um, now for our favorite segment. We've all been waiting for it. It's an interesting one today. Ooh. It's tea time with Adam. So on the... Again, on the topic of change... Um, Something that was very difficult for me to navigate. Oh, my God. Still going through it, honestly. Um, During a psychedelic experience, I was confronted with my sexuality and changes to my sexuality because I've been historically, to my mind, hetero, right? Straight, liked women. And then I I realized that, like, a lot of men were into me, right? And it, it was confronting because like, I didn't mind it. I was like, okay, I like the, like the attention. This is nice. But then it confused me because it was like, okay, do I like the attention or do I like the sexual part of it? Do I want that? And that was very confusing change because didn't know what the fuck was going on. Had my own preconceptions about it. Didn't know what to do with it. Um, and luckily... I had friends who kind of supported it. They were like, yeah, fucking jump in, go ahead, test the waters a little bit. And I remember when I was in, um, when I was in New York, I went on a trip and I had Tinder and my friend was like, yeah, just like do, do both, do girls and boys. And I was like, all right. So I did that. Got a lot of attention on both. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, was planning on seeing a girl and she cancelled. And then this guy was talking to me um, and was like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> and I remember we planned to get a coffee and I was shitting myself. I was absolutely shitting myself because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is like so scary. Like, this is so unknown. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I remember going there, kind of feeling kind of... Def- I was a bit uptight about it. I was like, no. Right. But then I kind of like settled in. I was kind of chill. Had a nice chat. Um, and then I was meant to see a friend for dinner. And she cancelled. Um, and then the guy was like, should we get dinner? And I was like, yeah, okay, let's get dinner. And we went to this really nice Italian place. <laughs> he fully bought me dinner. What would you get? I think I got a pasta. Nice. 
Um, he bought me wine, wined and dined me. Wow. It's great. It was nice being treated. I was like, oh. Don't have to do the treating yourself. <laughs> Something interesting, actually, that I noticed, a positive change. We had a gay waiter and he knew that we were on a date and he was giving us special attention. I was like, wow, I haven't experienced this before. I was like, wow, I'm like in this right now like i'm really in like the the gay community for a second right now it's, it's like, a whole new world it's, no it really is it's really really it was wild um and i remember like after we left we, I was, we were walking to the train station and i was like fuck like all right i'm here i know that i've been having these thoughts like all right i gotta te- i gotta try i gotta jump in you know and i asked him i was like do you can we kiss? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And so we kissed for like, I don't know, five seconds. Head first, man. Head first in, you know, there was a bit of tongue. And then he, and I was like, by the way, I didn't preface this by telling, I told him that like, I was kind of experimenting and like told him my situation and stuff. Um, anyway, so we kissed and he was like, how was it? Like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't feel much. I feel fine. Um, and yeah, I just, what did he say to that? He was like, okay, cool, great. Well, like, that's fine. Um, and then we got on the train and then went home. Um, he went home, I went home. Yeah, and that's really the last I saw of him. But it was a crazy experience. And, like, I know that I'm not 100% straight. I know that. Like, that's a fact. Um, After we made out, I knew that I was 100% <laughs> straight. Yeah, and I knew that I wasn't after we made out, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that make out was gross. We both know that. <laughs> it was disgusting. We made out on New Year's a few years ago. We were each other's New Year's kiss. We were in the pool, topless. It was hot. Yeah. Um, but gross. I guess I'm like coming out as not straight right now. Are you though? Is that a thing? Dude, the, uh, I just want to say, I've been out with you many times yeah. and you, as soon as you get a couple of drinks and you, you have to explore it, your mind goes straight there. Yeah. We sat down with this guy... And Adam just starts opening up about his sexuality. (laughs) And the guy, first of all, wanted absolutely none of it. None of it. We ended up going out with him and his mate for a while after. But it's a recurring a recurring theme where like you you love to explore it when you're drunk. And then as soon as you're sober, you just like you don't really mention it much at all. Well, that's the thing. I think like when I'm drunk, because like Your inhibitions uh, We're gonna do a whole other episode on sexuality. We are, we are gonna do this. But like there are so many preconceptions I have about being straight and like the nuclear family and shit that, which are really strong within me, I think. And there's psychological defenses that I have up that come down when I'm drunk a bit and I'm like willing to explore it a bit more. Right. Um, cause I really don't believe that sexuality is, is binary. Like I think it's quite fluid and continuous and not qualitative. Um, <laughs> I hate you right now. Yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that I'm like definitely on the spectrum of whatever. Um, I think for you, it's a lot more about personality and sure. your it, intellectual think. stimulation. And we've spoken about this many, many times. Mm. Stimulate my brain, and you'll turn me on. That's what it is. Yes, and as well, I'm very open to experience, and I'm very. Um, extroverted as well right so like i get people i get people's vibes so people are giving me sexual energy then and i'm open to that you're really good at reading sexual energy at the moment hey yeah, yeah hey yeah, yeah. 
there was an experience where we were at a club and there was this chick like grinding on me a little bit and I didn't know what to do. A little bit. And I like went a into, little bit. I like went into her ear behind her and was like, hey. <laughs> and she said she was like, hi. I cackled. I fully cackled. I was oh my god. Um so yeah, I'm I'm going through change, lots of stuff happening, and you can't force it. Like I know I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready to have but what's good to take out of this whole tea time is that you felt that there was something that wasn't sitting right. Yes. And you did the difficult thing of so difficult. Just like going with this change that you were feeling. Yeah. And you're still going through it. Absolutely. This is one of the ones where I think it's gonna be a continuum, it's gonna keep going and yeah. going and going. Yeah. Um but it was a fucking ballsy move. It you was were very, like you were like, I'm really going to go on a date with a guy. That was one of the scariest things I've ever done. And I've done some scary shit in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but that was very scary to do, which is interesting. But yeah, jump into change, you know? Because you'll feel better about it after because then you know. You like, get your clarity. I got clarity after and that's the hard part of change. It's like not knowing what's what the answer is. And then once you do it, you can be like, okay, I know now a little bit better. Yeah. And that's going to save yourself some brain pain. <laughs> brain pain. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Um. Cool. All right. So we've spoken about the different types of changes that we go through. Um, the, there's fear, there's stress, there's uh, unknowing, which is really a big thing about it. And we're leaving what we're used to and we mm-hmm. want to stick with that. And that some some people don't want to change and what we can do to, I guess, prevent being so rigid in our future. Mm-hmm. Um so I think we've covered a lot today. What are, what are some key points that you want some of these listeners to take home? Be open to change. Set a habit of walking into change. Don't push it away. Know that whether you like it or not, change is going to happen and you have a choice whether you can walk into it or you can pull away from it or you can grab that apple when it's ripe and enjoy the fruits. Um, you can plant seeds to promote change if you want. If people aren't ready for it, you can kind of drop a little thing. Um, and just jump in because you know, you know what change you're afraid of. If you ask yourself, if you actually take a second to ask yourself, what are you not looking forward to? Or what are you looking forward to? What kind of changes are going to happen? And also accepting the fact that either one of those things might not happen. And if that does being like, okay, I'm open now. I'm just going to go with what my body is telling me. Listening to your intuition is a really, is the main thing from this, I think. Um, and if, change is forced upon you and it's really hard in in death or grief look for those who can support you with that because they're for a reason that's all i think about it cool yeah thanks um thanks everyone for listening um yeah we'll see you back soon thanks for listening guys it's been really awesome see you next time love you bye Now the boys.